Hey, little creeps and freaks. Creepers and freakers. Oh, boy. <laughs> Welcome back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. Hello. We've got a three-week streak going. Woo. Yes. May not happen next week, but we'll see. Yeah, but we're trying, okay? We're trying. Wait, wait. wait we're, yes. We're really trying, so we'll see what yeah. happens. I have shit going on next week, so we may not actually be able to record, but we'll see what happens. Yes. Um, We are trying to be a weekly true crime podcast again. Woo! <laughs> we also like to do some spooky, spooky, spooky shit. And a lot of comedy. Yeah. From yours truly. When appropriate. Scoops and lore always. More. The regular episodes, we just like to bag on the fuckers. <laughs> you can tell Michelle's under like an all high pissed off moment right now. Yeah, I am trying to just get myself out of it. Um, yeah, I don't think we have anything else to cover off the jump. I just want to mm-hmm. say thank you for everyone that's jumped back in and yes. listening. We've kind of got our same core group of people that listen all the time, and yeah, so we back really appreciate action. it. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it very, very, very much. Heck yes, yeah. So, oh my it's my week for... I'm Vosser. just listening to this dog sounding like it's being fucking tortured right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Epic. It's a Miasode. So, Courtney, what do you have for some fuckery for us this week? Okay. <laughs> uh, this is super new. Okay. Super new case. Okay. Um, the suspect in the Audrey Cunningham disappearance... <gasps> oh my god. ...charged I with capital murder today. Thank God. Goodness. Yeah. Holy shit, didn't he just get arrested yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so if you guys don't know about, like, the disappearance of Audrey, she disappeared on... The 14th 14th. Yeah. Yeah, the 14th. Wait, hang on. I just want to make sure I'm reading that right. Hang on. I think that's when her missing persons report was filed. I don't know if she had disappeared before then. Yeah, so she... Let's see. Oh, there it is. I was like, I know there's a thing on it. Um, she was found on Tuesday. Yesterday. Yes. When we're recording this. Sorry. So recording yesterday. this on Tuesday the tw- or on Wednesday the 21st. She was found on February 20th. Yeah, she disappeared the 15th. Okay, yeah. Um, and she was found in the Trinity River near U.S. Highway 59 in Livingston, Texas, which is Polk County. <clears throat> she was 11 years old. 11 years old, guys. And this girl just... Up and disappears because an asshole thinks that they are above the law. Yeah, it was this gross man that lived nearby her dad. Mm-hmm. I think they were. I think he was in a trailer park. Was that right? Yeah, that's and correct. he lived in the same park. Yeah, yeah. He was a family friend who lived in a, the trailer behind Audrey and her family. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah, and he was apprehended on the sixteenth. Like, the day oh, after wow. she disappeared. Okay, so then he was arrested before then. Mm-hmm. I thought he was arrested yesterday. And his name is Don Steve McDougal, and he's 42 years old. Ugh. And she went missing on the 15th after she missed her bus um, to school. So they had his number right away. Oh, they had his number Thank right goodness. away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. So he's getting charged with uh, capital murder. I'm here for it. Yeah, thank goodness that justice was... So swift, swift and coming the day after she was found. Dude. Yeah. They have to have something. Like, they're not talking, which I don't blame them. I'm sure they, they're they keeping some stuff close to their vest case. right now. But yep. they've obviously got something because you mm-hmm. don't just 
sentence someone or charge them with capital murder the day after the body's found and within days of apprehending them. Right. They must have had so much circumstantial evidence and then finding her remains were it. And I wonder if they ordered for like an immediate autopsy. Probably. Yeah. He's so ugly. I don't even want to look at his stupid mug. Disgusting. He's bald. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck that dude. Yeah. I want to say though, because I was on her Instagram yesterday and we have a lot of fellow true crime podcasters that we're friends with on Instagram and the amount, I just saw just waves of this girl's story on Mm -hmm. everyone's Instagrams and it was just a wonderful thing to see the community banding together so much and it was before her remains were even found, you know, just getting the word out about her being missing. Um, So... Yeah, it's just wonderful that people shared her story so much, and I'm so sorry that it turned out the way that it did. I know, but I'm glad that she's found. At least her parents mm-hmm. aren't, you know, it's yeah. wondering where she's at. Right. It's not that it makes it any better, but right. it's a little bit of peace yeah. in a small way. Well, and thank goodness they didn't have to wait for months or years to even find out what happened to her you know well it just sucks too because it's like it almost makes you feel like you can't trust anybody any friends or anyone around your kids anymore right i don't don't trust any bitches until they prove like i start out not trusting anyone (laughs) until they prove to me they can't be trusted but i'm gonna assume that he probably was trusted it said he was a family friend so yeah that's what like makes it even more sick in my opinion like you literally probably Lord this child right away because yeah. she trusted you. She's yeah. known you. Yeah. And then you did this to her, like Right. Disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just let this fucking <laughs> dog bark. Yeah. Oh so yeah, that's that case mm-hmm. for you. Well, thank you for sharing the update because thank goodness absolutely. this justice is gonna be swift. Oh, I hope so. It sounds like it is with how fast they're yeah. doing everything you right now. be guilty. Don't even fuck around, you asshole. Right? Don't Ugh. be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That whole thing just breaks my heart. Me too. I don't even want to know what... I mean, like... I don't want to know what happened. It's pretty probably evident. We probably know what right. happened. Thank you for bringing that update. Of course. And we're just going to hope that this whole process is fucking quick. I'm here for it. And this guy goes down. Fax. Yeah. Like a fax machine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, now it's you episode. It is. So, uh, what you bringing to the table? So, for this one, we're traveling to London. Ooh! Outside of the U.S. I want to say, according to our Spotify analytics... 25% of our audience is from the UK. Oh, thanks. Hello, friends. <laughs> I think they I like us because we cuss so for much. any time that I have <laughs> used a horrible British accent. <laughs> 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 but we appreciate you all. We do. And we love you. And Thank like you. I said, they probably love how much we cuss. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yep. Because they're usually some foul-mouthed fuckers. I love it. There's some, like colloquial curse words and phrases that they use that I'm like, that sounds so foul. <laughs> but like so eloquent at the same time. It's like, but I'm not mad at it. Of course I'm not mad at it. But, no, me know. either. <laughs> but I want to sound that like eloquent when mm-hmm. I cuss and I don't. I just sound like a straight up street rat. 
I have that song stuck in my head now from, from Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That. You're welcome. Anyways. Anyways, what you got? What you got? So I am going to talk about Jay Sewell. I had like sort of heard about this case and then I saw it on a show I was watching, Shocker. I didn't <laughs> remember what show it was even on. It was just on my list and then I figured out which one it was from. Um, I think it's called Sleeping With... Someone. <laughs> it is. Get that musical talent out. Sleeping with a killer. That's what ah, it's called. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, on Discovery Plus. So, Jay Sewell, he was born on June 25th, I believe in the year 2000. Okay. I said that because I saw an article about his 21st birthday would have been on in 2021. Okay. So, guessing on the year, but I know it was for sure June 25th. Uh, Jay's mother, Sharon Louch, I believe is how you pronounce it. Is it Louch or Louch? But I think the show had Louch. It's L-O-U-C-H. She described him as a fun-loving boy, and he was completely fearless. Ooh. Just in all manners. Love that. Yeah. She said that he used to ride his bike, and he would go over all the jumps even when he was little. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he was just never afraid of anything. She said that he wanted to do things like parachute jumping he was just getting into the idea of possibly starting boxing. He oh. wanted to travel all over the world and just so many other things. And at the time where, um, at, at the time this case is, he was 18 years old. Okay. So very young. So, but he just was, yeah, he was just about everything. He was about just living life to the fullest. And I know that's like a cliched term, but in this kid's case, thousand percent. Sounds like it. Yeah. His mom said that he suffered from severe dyslexia, especially mm. when he was age seven, if I remember correctly. Um, but he said that he really just took it and let his personality shine so it didn't hinder him in anything. I like that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, because kids are cruel. Kids and are so mean. Gosh, it's like making, I don't know if they do this in the UK, but I know here in the States, they're like, hey, read this passage from this book. And then oh. all the kids with anxiety are counting how many people until it's their turn. Me. I even did that. And I was a good, <laughs> and I didn't have issues with reading and I even did that. Oh, so I, I can only, stuttered the whole right. time. So I can only imagine for children that have dyslexia and that, you know, do have issues with reading comprehension and everything like that. And, you know, I can only imagine how that would make him feel. And kids are dicks a lot of the time and just make fun of you. So it just is really great that he was able to just take what he had and let his personality help him with the struggles that he was feeling when he was younger. It's better than what I ever did with myself, so I'm here for it. That's better than most kids do for themselves, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I felt sorry for myself. <laughs> we all did when we were younger, man. I know. So it's impressive that he didn't, and he right. just kept pushing forward. And it's like he didn't take it and, you know, attract negative attention. as Because that's what happens a lot, you know. Kids are struggling in school. They'll kind of become the class clown or try to mm. create diversions away from what they're doing. You know, things like that. But he didn't. He just let his warm, bright self speak for itself. And he didn't let his dyslexia define him. Which I love. I really that. love. Yeah. I love that. Um, she said that he was constantly helping others. And he always looked out for his friends. He had... It just was literally like everyone was his friend. Everyone loved him. Truly. <laughs> Uh, he had a friend whose father died, and when it happened, she was really struggling with it, and his, um, I think it was his mother that they were talking with, she had said it like she went off the rails is how she described it. 
Um, but Jay really made sure that she knew that he was there for her and he helped her get through that. And he, she was quoted as saying that he saved her life. Like he single-handedly saved her life after her dad died, which is just so profound, especially for a teenager. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a good egg. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. In late 2018, when I said this case takes place, Jay began dating 18-year-old Gemma Hodder. Uh, Gemma had just recently ended a relationship with uh, then, I believe he's either 19 or 20, but his name was Daniel Grogan. He also went by Joe sometimes, which I'm going to just assume his name was Joseph. I don't really care. <laughs> Fair. You'll see why I don't care. I figured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Typical as, you know, a lot of young men with their fragile egos. Mm. I am not generalizing. We just know it can happen, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. Men need a better outlet for their feelings. Yes. And it is society's fault for making them feel like they can't express their feelings. So I see it from both sides. And also women should be allowed to express their feelings. Yeah, that too. Um, But this is a, a pretty typical case of... Just a little bruised ego and someone overreacting. Okay. Shocker. So, Grogan became absolutely enraged and jealous that Gemma was dating Jay. He began harassing and making death threats toward both of them, apparently. In some sources, it says just Jay. In some, it says that he said toward Gemma as well. There's honestly, like, a lot of back and forth in this case. I have a ton of sources that I used, but it's like... Some of them are just a tiny bit different among everything. So in a lot of cases, I'm going to say, you know, all the ways that I've heard it, just so I'm covering all bases. Mm -hmm. But it seems like largely he was threatening them both. And he also repeatedly told Gemma that he was going to kill himself. So typical gaslighter. It's just... Let that sink in for a moment. And what I hate the most about this is, like, how many times did we deal with that in high school? Mm -hmm. Like, when stuff like this would happen? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, bro, there was obviously a reason that your relationship ended. And it's probably for the better. Right. Why don't you do some Mm self-reflecting and grow from it? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's not threaten people or threaten to take your own life, please. And, And you know, just... Try to eliminate any means of happiness for her. Oh. Yeah, just absolutely disgusting. Okay. Um, another article that I read said that Daniel even attacked Gemma at one point after she and Jay had started dating. Yeah. So just a real winner, this one. Mm. And it gets much worse. I figured. Yeah. Grogan apparently just really started spewing his hatred of Jay particularly to his friends and family, and by all accounts, he didn't fucking know him. He only knew him because he was dating Gemma. I was going to say, like, they have no connection. Right. So, right. you're mad at him for dating your ex who right. chose and, to date him. Right. And it seems like you're mad because he's nice to her, is what it seems like to me. I've never understood the whole, like, getting mad at the person that your ex is dating thing. Right. It's like, 
they didn't fucking do anything to you. No, I mean, unless it's Even like your a... ex didn't do anything to you in most no, cases. No, but um, like if it's a homewrecker situation or something right. a little bit different. But right. this is not that situation. Right. So like, why are you mad at him? Worry about your damn self and try to figure out why the relationship ended in the first place. Maybe go on and find somebody else. Right. Go find your own damn happiness. Yeah. It's just because it's like the most miserable people that really are responsible for the downfall of their relationships just want everyone to be miserable with them. Facts. Oh, yep. You nailed that one. Puss <laughs> meet reality. Yeah. Got lots of experience on that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, he really was just just trashing him in every way, shape, and form to his friends and family. And this fucker enlisted his family and friends to take part in an absolutely deplorable plot. Family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the friends I'm not, like, surprised by, unfortunately. The oh, family I am. Just you wait. Shit. Okay. This fuckery. Okay. On December 11th of 2018, okay. Jay... Gemma and some mutual friends of theirs traveled from Kent to Lee, which is in southeast London, uh, to meet with Daniel Grogan. And they were meeting at this place called Alwood Crescent, which I believe is just kind of a park, essentially, in the area. But it was right by Daniel's family home. Mm. Yeah, it was just a really short walk for them. They said there was like some like, I think they called it like a railway path or something, which I don't know in my mind, I'm like, railroad tracks, that's weird. So, are British friends? Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> if that phrase sounds right. But that's what it said in some of the articles. So, kind of what it boils down to is that Jay... I use the word confront loosely because he really just wanted to be like, Dude, leave us alone. <laughs> leave Gemma alone. Like, get your shit together. But there were some conflicting statements that... Daniel kind of engineered the whole meeting or that Gemma kind of planned it. And the it seems like the general consensus is that it wasn't necessarily Jay's idea, but he was for it because he wanted to just, get Daniel to go the fuck yeah, away. Yeah, he's trying to just squash the whole right, thing and exactly. just move on. Right. And it seems like Gemma was just hoping that everyone could just air things out, get over it, move on. So. It's also 2018. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Now I would be like, absolutely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day of all the sources I had, it kind of just seems like the whole thing was coordinated between Gemma and Daniel, but Jay wanted to talk to him, understandably. Yeah. So I don't know. But Daniel and several, and I mean several, members of his family, including his sister, brother, sister's boyfriend, etc. Nine people in all ambushed Jay with baseball bats, also referred to as wooden sticks in some, so again, <clears throat> varying reports, uh, hammers, knives, and a four-foot fireman's axe that was wielded by Daniel's father. Yep, your face is exactly why I wanted to cover this case, and exactly my reaction. Courtney just, like, mouth agape right oh. now. Yeah. You're going after a child. Mm-hmm. 
as a grown fucking man. Yep. With a fireman's axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. What is wrong with you? Every other person except for one was an adult over the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is wrong? Oh, I know. With this family. I know. It's absolutely disgusting. Did you all just fucking snap and lose your goddamn mind? Or they're just genuinely disgusting garbage people by <sighs> nature. You would have to be. Like, there's you no have, fucking way. You have to be. If I had a child and he was like, my ex girlfriend's damn boy. Be like, wham, get the fuck over it. Like, yeah, that sucks, but dude. And if my child was like, I want to go ambush him and kill him. Be like, you're at your fucking mind. I'm going to call the like, cops I'd be like, we're going to have some issues. Yeah. Right. I'm going to call some cops. Right. We're going to get you into some mental health and we're yeah. going to figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Right. And I'd be like, oh boy, let me join you. What the fuck? <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yep. I have chills and not the good ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to get through this next part. Yeah. One of Jay's friends, his name is Charlie Pamphlet, he was also chased by the mob of people, and stabbed in the back. But he, thank goodness, he survived. (sighs) And I'll get into more details in just a minute, but just shy of 10 p.m. this night, Jay was rushed to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Woolwich uh, to be treated for stab wounds, but he was pronounced dead less than an hour later. Mm -hmm. It's just horrendous. Absolutely fucking horrendous. According to London News Online, the cause of death was determined to be a single stab wound mm-hmm. to the chest. Yep. But there were also two additional stab wounds that they found on his legs. They probably hit major major arteries. Yeah. <clears throat> like carotid arteries, something That's what like I was that. Assuming, yeah. yeah. Or just straight to his heart. That one. I mean, they definitely. would have to get around the sternum. Like either. Well, that and that tells you how force. hard they're forcing this right. object into his body. Right. And I'll get into. Quite like how why I question that potentially in just a minute. Okay. Um. Cause yeah, kind of semantics about it. But a murder investigation began right away. Thank Good. goodness through the Met's Specialist Crime Command. Um, Detective Chief Inspector Simon Harding led the investigation. Investigators were able to obtain CCTV footage again coming in clutch. Woo. Like my last case, and it became absolutely pivotal to their case. There were cameras in the park where they were that caught pretty much the whole thing. You could see the family, like, gathered, family and friends, these fuckers, like, gathered in a loose circle, like, behind some cars, and you see them just start to fucking book it. I believe that there's footage of the actual act happening, too, but everything I saw doesn't include that so either oh i'm sure they're not posting that nobody needs to see that yeah or it just wasn't last moments that's not seediest parts of the internet to find it which i'm okay with yeah the whole thing it just makes me so sick but there were um like i said cameras in the park that essentially caught the whole thing there was the group ambushing the car that they were in which i believe was Gemma's car and they are seen stabbing Jay through the windows of the car. He was sitting in the car. So that's the reason that I question the force with which it could have been used. Because going through a window, that's, you know, kind of hard. But 
it depends. It depends on how he was seated, how big the windows were, everything. There's a lot of variable factors on that. Right. For sure. Right. But they, yeah, they just were literally a mob that ambushed him completely. The investigators also conducted a very extensive search of the whole scene of the crime, during which they found a block of wood, a knife, and two hammers. So that's just some of the weapons that were brought to this. So think about that. How much was brought to this quote-unquote meeting. Premeditated. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Premeditated like a motherfucker. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, luckily, all these bitches were arrested. Good. Thank goodness. There was a trial that ensued that was about four months. I would, I would expect yeah. as much. There's it was a, a lot. lot. Yeah, it was a very long trial, which, good. Thank goodness it was. During the trial, Jenna, who again was Jay's girlfriend, that was, you know, what this whole thing was about. She testified that Anne Grogan, who's Daniel's mother threw her on the road, and she was, Gemma was yelling at her to stop. She's like, get the fuck off of me. She was finally able to make it back into her car um, after she had the scuffle with the mom. But before they could leave, the group closed in on the car and started smashing out the windows. So that's what was happening. She was able to escape, get to her car, and then they fucking attacked the car, essentially, and then she recalls hearing Jay exclaiming that he was being stabbed and she saw him kicking at the window and trying to get away. And she said she saw an arm reach through one of the windows with a knife and the person was stabbing Jay. She said at one point he, quote, stopped shouting and his eyes rolled back and he started shaking. We couldn't get a response from him. The fact that his mother's involved now. Oh, I know. Mother, father, f- sister, brother. It's, yeah, it's just... And you attack children. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that Gemma and their friends, I think they had four friends with them in total, had to witness this entire thing. And all they were supposed to do was just go and talk to them. But obviously, his friends must have been kind of concerned because they went for support of some kind. So that tells me that Daniel's probably known to be a loose cannon of some sort. Well, and clearly so are his friends and family. Right. When he had been threatening them this whole time, so they knew this was a serious thing. But it's just, you know, Gemma had faith that they could work it out and get this, you know, squashed and move on. Well, and it sucks, too, because even if they had gone to the police about it, it's just threats. Right, exactly. they wouldn't have been able to stop them from threatening to do anything. They could have still possibly done a restraining order, but... But we all know a restraining order is a piece that. of paper. Ain't nobody right. give a shit. Right. The people that are really a threat don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, later, after arrests were made, um, they had Gemma go in for an identification lineup. She picked out Charlie Dudley as the person with the knife that she saw. Dudley was pretty much Daniel's best friend. And a neighbor of the family. Ironic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're all just so great. A friend of Jay's, whose name is Jack Gunther, testified during the trial that he felt that Gemma was the cause of everything that happened. He kind of reamed her on the stand, which... It's like, if it were my friend, I would also be very upset. 
she's also very upset, so it's just a really tough spot to be in, you know? Well, and I mean, it's a hard spot, too, because, like, she didn't ask for this. Like, she just got out of a relationship that wasn't healthy. Right. Got into a healthy relationship. Yeah. Truthfully cared about him, like... Right. It sounds like she just kind of kept explaining how crazy Daniel was and stuff like that, which was you know yeah but she's also a teenager like we always talk like that you're always like oh my god they're so crazy Mm -hmm. like they're so wild like they do all this crazy stuff like people don't take that seriously when a teenager has something to say about that like i'm sure he's justified in how he feels i'm not Mm -hmm. dissing that at all yeah but i think she's also justified in how she feels yeah and so it's like a catch-22 with the two of them i feel bad for both right honestly so jack was there when the attack happened, he followed behind Jay and the others in his own car. Um, he said that he didn't want them to go by themselves. So he felt like something just may have happened. Something wasn't right. He did admit to the defense that they had a baseball bat with them, which, again. Protection. You know, exactly. At one point, CCTV footage shows Jack Gunther throwing bricks at the group. And he said, quote, my whole intention to throw bricks was to take one of their heads off. I was not getting hit with a bat, mate. Sorry, not happening. I mean, I feel like he's justified in every word he just said. At this point, it is self-defense. Exactly. They come at them as a fucking mob. I don't blame him. No, I'd be chucking bricks, too. Right. (laughs) Just the fact that he straight up admits, he's like, I was trying to take one of their damn heads off. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame him. Right. Yeah. Truthfully. And I like the honesty. I'm here for it. Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. No, I I'm not I, laughing. Yeah, I also just had an uncomfortable giggle, so yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So he told... So this was Daniel Grogan's defense attorney that was questioning him at this time. He told the attorney that he thought the fight was, quote, stupid. And he said, quote, it was pointless. It was over a girl, end quote. And apparently what kind of makes all of this more wild is that Gemma and Jay were only dating a few days before all of this happened. The f- Yeah. But I think they had known each other for a very long time. But yeah, that kind of just makes it more wild. And to me, just based on what family and friends said about Jay, how he was as a person, I think all of this came from a genuine place in his heart. And oh, he really absolutely. wanted to help her. Whereas other teenage boys, it may have just been a puffing out their chest trying to show mm-hmm. how tough they were. Yeah. But I genuinely feel like with him, he was just trying to protect someone he cared about. Well, and I think he was trying to keep the peace, truthfully. Yeah. He was trying yeah. to go and have an adult conversation. Yep. With and, people who didn't care to be adults. Right. And try to solve a situation that was escalating. Yep. And they instead decided to act immaturely and yep. play God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. It just is so sick to me. So fucking disgusting. So after this whole damn trial, Daniel Grogan was sentenced to life in prison. Good. With a minimum 21-year sentence, sorry, in regards to the murder of Jay. He also received an additional five years for grievous bodily harm. Words are hard. Oh, my gosh. Let Mm. me back that up. He also received an additional five years for grievous bodily harm. This was also referred to in some articles that I saw as wounding with intent. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interchanged. And, um, oh my gosh, I think it was three and a half years. I forgot to put the number before this. I just said the one half, but I think it's three and a half years. I apologize 
for violent disorder, which I think is pretty much like our version of assault. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. The sentences were all to run concurrently. Mm. So, yeah. Um, The trial lasted, like I said, 16 weeks in all. The presiding judge, Wendy Joseph, another bad bitch. Yeah, I love hearing this. She said Grogan, quote, desired only revenge on Gemma and Jay, and he, quote, deliberately engineered a confrontation because he would not accept that Gemma wanted to be with Jay and not him, end quote. Absolutely right. Agreed. Yep. Because, again, little bruised ego with a little tiny man who can't handle rejection. And again, if he would have just looked inward and said, hmm, what did I do to possibly contribute to the unraveling of my relationship? Nothing at all! That's what he thought. Absolutely stupid. Just a fuckwit. Can't stand this fucker. <laughs> I'm literally speechless. I don't know. Yeah. I want to know if everybody else got something. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. Anne Grogan, Daniel's mother, bitch, was convicted of manslaughter, grievous bodily harm, and violent disorder. She received 16 years for manslaughter, six and a half years for grievous bodily harm, and three and a half for violent disorder. So a little over, what, 25? Yeah. Closer to like 27, 20. I can't do math right now. But oh, yeah. like 29. 29. 29. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Almost 30. Also to be served concurrently for her. She apparently at one point walked out of the courtroom, which I'm like, how? Maybe that was a mistype. But this is proven. She did say that it was a, quote, fucking joke. Yeah. This bitch. I would love nothing more than to punch her in her throat. It's How fucking dare you? Joke that your family and their friends took the life right. of another human being. And you participated in this. Over your son's bruised ego. Yeah. You have got to be yeah. fucking kidding me. What a twat. I hope you hear this podcast and I hope you know what we think. You're a bitch. <laughs> I. Can't. I'm just like... The audacity is, truly know. blows my mind right now. It's just... I can't even comprehend it. That's why I'm like uncomfortable laughing because it's, it's just so far beyond my comprehension of how someone can be so callous. And just heartless in general. Right. His it's family dumb. and friends are in that courtroom. And you're sitting here saying it's a fucking joke? Nothing is funny about it. That no. is not a joke. No. Such Somebody lost their life for right. no reason. Absolutely no reason. And you were involved in that. Yeah. And you raised a little demon seed who was the architect of this plan. Yeah. It's just absolutely unfathomable. It really is. Mm. So Charlie Dudley, who, if you remember, was the one that Jenna identified as the one stabbing Jay through Mm -hmm. the window. He was convicted of and sentenced to all the same things as Anne, which I don't know how the fuck he was convicted of manslaughter when he apparently was the one that stabbed him, unless maybe something was wrong. actually hit the actual final blow? Right. Hmm. I don't know. And again, like I said, there was a lot of conflicting things in the sources that I read, so maybe something was not right with it. I don't know. But he... Yeah, maybe they just gave Daniel the most because he's the one that put it together. Because he did. 
However, I do think that Charlie Dudley should have gotten the same time as him if he is the one that, in fact... Oh, absolutely. ...stabbed him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he got, like I said, all the same things that Ian did, but he was also convicted of wounding with intent. What did that add? I, he had the same sentence. Like, he received the same number of years, oh. as far as I saw. Yeah. He deserved more, but I digress. Yep. Robert Grogan, who is the dad in this... I'm interested on this one. Uh Uh-huh. He was convicted of all the same things, but received 14 years for manslaughter. And remember, he's the one that was wielding the fucking fireman's axe. That was four feet long. Okay? Um, He received 14 years for manslaughter, but the same term for the other charges that Anne received. So the six and a half years for grievous bodily harm, three and a half for violent disorder. So he actually got two years less than his wife did. Yeah, I honestly don't know how they even factored in these sentences because I feel like they were all just as culpable, except for who actually killed him. But hmm. I think I would bet that Anne probably got more because she also attacked Gemma. Fair. Yeah. But just my assumption. I don't know that for certain. According to Daily Mail, a fight broke out in the public gallery when the dad's sentence was announced. So just... So classy. All of it. Why did a fight break out? Because people were pissed. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably people that were pissed that he got sentenced to so much. He deserves more. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's just like, this whole thing is a fucking circus. It really was. Just absolutely disgusting. Uh, Next on our list is Liam Hickey, who is cousin to our fucking fuckwit, Daniel. He received three years for grievous bodily harm, or wounding with intent, like I said, same thing, and two years for violent disorder, also to run concurrently. Francesca Grogan, who is Daniel's sister, figured. Yeah, she was convicted of violent disorder only and sentenced to 12 months. Jamie Bennett was Francesca's boyfriend. He was sentenced to 20 months in prison. I don't know what charges for. In the main source that I had for this one, it didn't say... I think there was another one that listed the charges, and I forgot to check that one, so I apologize. But it is all linked in my source material. Uh, Peter Grogan, who is the brother of Francesca and Daniel, he was also tried for murder, grievous bodily harm, and violent disorder, but was apparently found not guilty on all counts. Which I don't know how. I don't. But again, I don't really know. He could have very well, like hung back and not done anything when True. they got there. Maybe he's the only one with a fucking conscience. I no, know the sure conscience though. would have been you didn't even show up and you would have called the cops. Yeah, exactly. Time. And fucking ratted out your family. But if I had a family full of fucking crazy people like that, I don't know if I would have felt safe enough to call authorities if I'm being honest. I would have gone to the authorities and had them protect me. <laughs> they family though, girl. I mean, yes, I would venture that I would definitely call, but feeling safe enough to do so is a different story. An unnamed 17-year-old, because they were minor, they were, their name was never released, got a nine-month re- rehabilitation and supervision order. So, again, I think very minimally involved or maybe an accessory of some sort. Um, but, yeah. So, that was kind of the largest sentences down to the lightest of the sentences. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings on it, but we're going to proceed. During her impact statement at sentencing, Jay's mother said, quote, He is my first thought when I wake up and last before I go to bed. I try my hardest to shield my children from the pain, but I can't do it. They all know they will never see their brother again. And she said, quote, Jay, 
You were a blessing and made us proud from the day you came to us until the moment you were taken. Which is so sweet. And so honorable as someone who just lost their child in such a horrendous way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because she could have literally just diverted from talking about her son at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that she chose to say those beautiful words, Mm -hmm. I definitely commend her. Yep. Yep. A classy person. Very classy. Just a sea of trash bags. Which is a nicer way to put it, but... Very nice way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. In remembering Jay on what would have been his 21st birthday in 2021, his mother told My London, um, which is an LGBTQ plus website, I think it's kind of like a news website primarily, but she said, quote, he was the gel that brought his friends together. Since he has been gone, a lot of them have fallen apart. Um, She said that it was really hard to see his friends celebrating their 21st birthdays when he wasn't there. He wasn't there to celebrate his. Um, so it was just really hard. You know, she's happy for his friends, of course, that they're getting to celebrate, but it was just... Yeah, but milestones like that are yeah devastating Absolutely. to someone who's lost someone who doesn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She is also hoping to decrease the number of people that carry knives with them in London. She told the same site, quote... I want him to be remembered for what he was. I want people to look deep to see what things like this do to a family. It destroys people's lives. A moment of madness and he is gone. He is gone and over a girl he was seeing for four days. End quote. So it's just like, it's just absurd. It's like just the highest level of overreaction is completely fucking wild. I don't even have words. I know. Yeah, this whole thing, it's just like, I just cannot even make any sense of it whatsoever. It's just literally so fucking senseless and just completely, I mean, no, obviously no murder is necessary, but good Lord, this one was just absolutely absurd. Asinine. Yeah. Jeez And just the fact that he lost his life because he was trying to stand up for someone that he cared about and the way that they did it was so fucking cowardly literally and i bet you i would bet money even if he had went by himself probably that entire group of people would have still ambushed just him oh absolutely yeah they obviously premeditated this right. whole thing they wouldn't have had all those right. weapons and been there together if yeah they had it. absolutely and i guarantee you they probably didn't expect him to have as many people with him as he did no and thank goodness no one else lost their life yeah but there was no reason like he should still be here. It is absolutely fucking absurd, this Oof. case. And just like literally, the thing that got me was the fact that it was a family that did this. Right. And parents fucking encouraging their child and helping him. And this behavior. Right. It's one thing if you have one fucking nut job in your family, let alone an entire clan of them. Well, What's even on top you? of it, just how they handled like the trial too of like... You know, the mom calling it a joke and yeah. the dad, you know, that whole fight breaking out when yeah. he's, you know, sentenced and mm-hmm. just that tells you right there, like, th- that there's some issues. Yeah. Like, like they, they literally, literally did not fucking care. They didn't have care. any remorse in any way, shape, no. or form. They, they feel like they're justified yeah. in their actions yeah. and they're not. Right. I'm like, please tell someone with a straight face that he deserved to die because... 
he was dating your son's ex-girlfriend. Are you fucking kidding me? For four days. Right. No one deserves to die. Let alone for something like that. Are you fucking kidding me? Again, they all, I just hope they have the day they deserve. Every day. For the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. It, and it yeah. sucks, too, because you know that they're not going to learn from this. You know, no. this, these sisters are already out. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, um boyfriend of her yeah. is already out like all and of the I minor ones are already out right and probably the whole gaggle of them that didn't get life are gonna get out early for good behavior I probably bet. and then, i don't know though. mom's pretty fucking idiotic she so might have her bad big behavior. fucking mouth will keep her in jail but i feel like you know with them being out they're probably just talking trash now at this yeah. point and yeah you know probably proud of what they've done because they seem like those type of people and right i don't know i hope like not only us, but other podcasts around the world talk about this mm-hmm. and, you know, shows continue to talk about it and right. get it out there because you're not justified in your actions. You're not justified in your choices and right. your family needs help. Right. <laughs> like, well, and this one isn't super well known in the U.S. Every source I, I didn't had know it. was UK based and yeah. even the show was filmed in the UK as well. So it's really not well-known out here in the U.S., so I think it's largely kind of just isolated. Get it out there, guys. Right. Get it out there. Absolutely. Jay deserves more. Yeah, absolutely. Jay deserves so much more in life for what he gave to people and the light that he shines to the world. He deserves so much more. And his family deserves more, too. Just thinking about his friends that were there. Having well, to and see just that, like live through that. How I don't know how Gemma and those friends are. I know functioning right humans, and right. I'm not sure if they are or not. But yeah. I don't know if I would be. Yeah, absolutely. That is something you can never recover from. Not only watching somebody die because that's right. already traumatizing to begin right. with, but watching them literally be murdered right in front of your eyes. Right, and over something so fucking stupid. Oof. So stupid. Mm. Yeah. Get the word out. Mm-hmm. Get the word out. Yep. Jay and his family deserve more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for bringing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just... uh, I've never heard that case, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you brought a voice to Jay and mm-hmm. his family, and yeah, like yeah. I said, do better. Yeah, I just hate that so much of me telling this was just about the idiots that did this, but... Unfortunately. Unfortunately, I dug so much. I couldn't even find an obituary for him. I dug Oof. so much trying to find more information about him, but I got as much as I could, and yeah, it's just... And I tried not to harp too much on the what happened, you know, because it's just so fucking heartbreaking. <sighs> but I hope the karma bus just runs them all over. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yep. So... That's what I had for us this week. It Oof. just, yeah, you can see why I felt so compelled to I love it. tell this one. Yes. Absolutely. I'm happy that you brought it. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, of course. Well, if you want to send us any case suggestions, if you would like to hear our take on any stories, you can send them to us at... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dog was yawning. <laughs> oh, boy. Lay down. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> you can send them to us at in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. You can also send them to us on social media. Email is preferable, but you can send them anywhere. It's fine. 
Um, all of our links live in our show notes in our link tree with all the places to find us. Um, and yeah, I think that's really all I got, man. Well, then with that, keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you guys next Tuesday. Goodbye. 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 Oh, Oh, we both said it twice. Oh. Bye, Winston. Bye.